Welcome to As I Live and Grieve, a podcast that tells the truth about how hard this is. We're glad you joined us today. We know how hard it is to lose someone you love and how well-intentioned friends and family try so hard to comfort us. We created this podcast to provide you with comfort, knowledge, and support. We are grief advocates, not professionals, not licensed therapists. We are you. Today we are speaking with Amanda Farrett. Amanda Farrah is the founder of Value Yourself Counseling and is a professional speaker, coach, and educator. She focuses on helping clients get back into the driver's seat of their emotional well-being, grieving, and or self-care. Amanda takes an intuitive approach to the work she does with clients. She has a variety of methods she utilizes with clients, including emotional freedom techniques, or EFT, tapping. From this work, clients can step into an authentic life that is in full alignment with their values and needs and therefore experience more emotional balance, peace, and freedom. Amanda is also extremely passionate about grief education and furthering the movement to make conversations around death, grief, and loss more acceptable and comfortable to have in our society. She has experienced a great deal of personal loss over her lifetime and wants to use those experiences to help others find more comfort, peace, and meaning in their grieving. Amanda hopes to help demystify and destigmatize grief and loss in order for people to have important conversations, do the necessary planning, and get the most out of life every single day, because as she likes to joke, no one gets out of this thing called life alive. Hi, Amanda, and welcome back. Some of you may remember Amanda from an earlier episode as she offered insight into the numerous types of grief. An aspect of your experience, Amanda, is EFT, or Emotional Freedom Technique. Before we get started, though, would you please offer our listeners a bit of your background? Yes. Well, first, thank you for having me back. Um, And I will just say that as a proud grad school dropout that's been on an extensive healing journey after experiencing a great deal of loss in a short span, including watching, you know, half of my immediate family die in a 15 month span from 2016 to 2017. I'm so grateful that a podcast like yours exists. So after doing EMDR, talk therapy, hypnosis, and more, I was finally ready to return to working again. So I combined my education, my experiences, and my passions to build my own business, which is Value Yourself Counseling. And I'm now a certified wellness counselor, EFT practitioner, and professional speaker. And last spring, I first learned about EFT tapping from a Facebook Live. So Jackie McDonald was on with Jaya Rose, and I got to kind of witness and follow along with what tapping was. And I immediately knew It was a tool I needed in my life for my own healing, as well as the work that I do with clients. Thanks, Amanda. Now, I have to confess that when I first heard tapping, I think of almost a drum circle where people have little drums and or or, or bongos and they're just kind of tapping with their fingers. But that's not at all what tapping is from your perspective. So I'm not sure if others in our audience might be asking what the heck does tapping have to do with anything? So let's start by explaining some of the science behind this technique. Sure. So as you kind of said, EFT tapping stands for emotional freedom techniques. And it's plural because there are several tools that we bring into into tapping to help clients achieve their goals. So tapping combines Eastern and Western practices 
by having individuals tap on their acupressure points on their hands, head, and body, along with talk therapy. So tapping on the acupressure points signals to the amygdala in the brain, which is responsible for fight or flight, to calm down, and it enters into a rest or repose state. It also calms the sympathetic nervous system and allows us to instead access our parasympathetic nervous system, which also helps us achieve that rest and repose state. So once we are, we've started tapping on those acupressure points and we've activated the amygdala, we're able to access the subconscious brain to work on rewiring our neuropathways. So these pathways could be formed from trauma, memories, limiting beliefs, thought patterns, or just our lived experiences. And so tapping is an amazing tool that helps us kind of rewire those pathways. And it also helps us move from one emotional state to another. So hence it's work with grief, right? Because grief brings up a lot of emotions and tapping can help us move from depression, anger, or some of those other difficult emotions into calm, peace, joy, happiness. It can also help people access clarity and make difficult decisions with more ease and certainty, which I think if any of us have ever experienced grief, we know that brain fog is a real part of grief. And so EFT tapping can help with some of that decision making. And it's also just a great way to heal our beautiful brains by rewiring things that are no longer serving us in achieving our best selves. So it's just a great healing tool. Yeah, it almost sounds like that's just what people that have anxiety can use too to kind of calm that before they ever get to a panic attack. Yes. So you're an instructor now with certification. How much training did that involve? And is there a specific title? Certification? I always like to let our listeners know what they should be looking for. Yeah. So I'm trained in Jackie McDonald's manifestation method, and I'm certified with her as a basic practitioner. And this took about six months. Um, and I'm currently in her training to become certified as an advanced practitioner. So that's going to allow me to do deeper trauma and healing work with clients in absolutely the most safe manner. Um, so I had to complete the training course as well as do so many practice sessions so that they could see the work that I'm doing and know that we're actually putting it into practice um, in order to complete the certification. And there's several methods out there for EFT tapping. Um, What I love about Jackie's McDonald manifestation method is that we are really well trained on helping our clients dig deeper to achieve optimal results while also being very conscientious of how we keep our clients safe and stay within the scope of our practice. So when working with the subconscious, memories may resurface and you never want to re-traumatize someone. So I highly recommend that if anybody's interested in EFT tapping, that they find a reputable practitioner or training program specializes in helping people solve the problems that they're actually hoping to solve because tapping can be used for such a variety of things. So no one practitioner or program is going to be a one size fits all. I actually read an article recently on ADHD and kids using tapping method. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I wish I would have had tapping when I did school-based mental health because it would have changed the game. Right. And I'm really interested in doing this episode with you because I'm convinced that my youngest has a little bit of ADD, but he's also suffered for quite a few years of anxiety as well. And it kind of, you know, comes and goes 
does great and then it seems to come back and everything. So I'm I'm really interested in it to see if I can kind of maybe give him a few of your pointers and see if it helps him through anything. So the, this tapping isn't specifically for grief exactly, but certainly you can consider the full spectrum of emotions that accompany grief. And I can understand how it might be useful. So can you tell us how one learns to tap such that it produces emotional freedom? Where do you start? So tapping is getting more and more accessible. There's apps, there's YouTube videos, there's more of us showing up online and providing those resources. So, you know, several of the people that I just graduated with are creating Facebook Lives and going live in groups. And tapping can definitely be started as a solo practice um, with an app or following a video tutorial or finding somebody that's going live and kind of following along. Yet, if you want deeper, stronger results, I suggest tapping with a practitioner. It's kind of the same if somebody has a fitness goal of building more muscle mass. That's harder to do without weights and a personal trainer, especially if you haven't ever done any kind of working out before. So EFT practitioners can ask the deeper questions, help guide the tapping in a manner that digs deeper, gets to the root of the issues, and manages any memories or emotions that surface and keep you safe in the process. So if you really want that deep emotional freedom, it's kind of about, you know, finding a practitioner or a practice that works for you. A lot of people use EFT tapping as a daily practice and just kind of, you know, figuring out what you're wanting to use it as or what problems you're wanting to address and then finding whether that's okay, I can do this by following along on an app or no, I need to dig deeper and find myself a practitioner. Okay. So say someone contacts you and I understand, you know, they might say, oh, app. Okay. And real quick, they go to the app store and they find an app for tapping. That might be a great way to find out if it's something that interests you as well. Um, for example, I think I looked, um, I was looking at a video, I think maybe YouTube or something. And I know our listeners can't see anything, but it was like somebody was just kind of tapping lightly on the inside of their wrist. Now, I don't know the counts. I don't know what thoughts or anything like that. But it also impressed me because it's, I think it's something that even if you are out in public, you could probably do quite discreetly, maybe to help you kind of get centered again enough to carry through. So I'm curious now, Amanda. Say someone contacts you, they're interested in tapping, what steps do you use? And can this be done over the phone? Or is it virtual so that they can see if you show them how to do something? Once the pandemic ends, though, can someone still contact you from, say, the other side of the world and have you help them? Yes. So I am questions all at once. (laughs) I'm ready. I got this. I am so grateful. Because I can take clients on from anywhere in the planet so long as they can access Zoom. Tapping is definitely best done with a practitioner when I can see your face. Um, It's kind of like Simon says. So I, the practitioner taps along with the client. So it's best that we can see each other. You can follow along. You know where I'm at on the body. You can hear what I'm saying. And I, as the practitioner, then watch for changes in affect and body language. And I can guide my practice and build a deeper rapport when I can see my clients. Um, It also, like, I can watch for facial expression changes and know if something's coming up, but I need to stop and check in so I can keep my clients safer that way as well. And so the steps for working with me in particular are to fill out an application to work with me. I then contact the person for a quick intake if we're a match. and We kind of ask those final questions and decide if we truly are a match and 
are, you know, made to work together. Because again, there's a ton of us brand new tapering professionals out there. And we are really encouraged to kind of niche down so that we are optimizing our gift as a practitioner and helping people. So if I'm not a perfect fit for somebody, I can definitely help somebody find a practitioner that is a better fit. Right. So then if we, if we are a match, they decide what kind of package they want to sign up for. My appointments are typically 90 minutes long, um, as are most tapping practitioners. But I have it designed where people can buy a tapping package with minutes. So they get that initial 90-minute session, and then they use the rest of the minutes however they may need. So maybe they just need a 60-minute follow-up one week or a 45-minute follow-up because they've been doing a daily practice and they're feeling kind of good. Or maybe they need more 90-minute sessions because we're digging really deep into some trauma. Clients are also, and I discount my packages, but clients are also welcome to buy single rate sessions. And I personally, I do, I want emotional wellness and grief tools to be accessible. So I do have a few sliding um, fee scale spots available because I try to meet clients where they're at in their journey and make emotional support accessible for all. Good, good. Is there any way you could help us right now to try a sample tap, so to speak? I'm curious what it's like. Yes. So Kathy brought up that this can be a tool that's done in public. So I'm going to teach you guys, since everybody listening can't see me, um, the easiest way to do this is do what's called finger tapping. So you take the pointer and middle fingers from one hand and tap alongside the nail beds on the side of the fingers of the other hand. And you switch fingers with each, each statement going back and forth from pinky to thumb and back um, on the hand that you're tapping on. So I will say some statements and then <laughs> Kathy and Stephanie, you can follow along and repeat after me while tapping and our listeners can do the same. Um, so long as you're not driving, please do not take both of your hands off the steering wheel. That is not safe. <laughs> but <laughs> if you only over. have one hand available, <laughs> you can take your thumb and tap along the nail beds of your other four fingers going back and forth just the same as you would with both hands. So I'm going to have you go ahead and we'll just start tapping on the pinky and I'll say a statement and then I'll give some space for you guys to repeat after me. Sometimes I feel sad. Sometimes Sometimes I feel feel sad. sad. Here we go. Even when I am sad, I am safe. Even when I am sad, sad, I am safe. I am safe. It is okay to be sad. It It is is okay okay to be sad. sad. I am grieving. I am grieving. It is okay to feel my grief. It It is okay okay to feel feel my grief. grief. I am safe in my grief. I am am safe safe in my grief. grief. Grief is an expression of my love. Grief, Grief is, an is an expression of my, of my love. I love the ones I have lost. I love, I love the ones, the ones I, have I have lost. It is okay to feel all the emotions of grief. It is okay to follow the emotions of grief. I am not alone. I am not, I am alone. not alone. Grief is love. Grief is love. Grief is love. Love is safe. Love is love safe. Is safe. I am safe. I am safe. I am safe. So I know that gets a little messy on a podcast, (laughs) but basically I hope that gives an idea. Finger tapping is great. Like that's what I wish I would have had when I did school-based mental health because you can do it with one hand or with both hands. You can tuck under a table and kind of do it. So it's a way to still, you're still interrupting the amygdala and the sympathetic nervous system 
And um, it's just a way to kind of sneak that tapping in where you can and when you need a nice it. Nice break from multitasking. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the oh, the words that you said, is that um, that that goes with it? Like if if somebody was having anxiety or something or feeling overwhelmed in public, obviously they might not want to say that out loud, but if they just kind of did the tapping, maybe saying some safe sentences or something in their head, that's still okay? Yes. So you definitely want to at least try to be saying it in your head, but the tapping alone immediately will start to activate your activating those acupressure points. And that's going to signal to the amygdala and the sympathetic nervous system to calm down. And then I had another question hit me too. Certain acupressure points, tapping those, does that help with different kinds of feelings or emotions? Do you go to a different acupressure point depending on what you're feeling? Does that make sense? You know, there's a series that we do. So we always kind of start on the side of our hands with our setup phrases. And then it's top of the head, above the eyebrows, side of the eye, under the eye, under the nose, chin, collarbone point, under the arms, which is kind of for us ladies where the bra straps hit, Mm -hmm. under the chest, and then wrist point. So I have found that I have favorite points. So... I like nose and chin if I need like quick, because those, I mean, you can really put some pressure on some nerves right there. So if I want to interrupt, and actually this acupressure point under your nose, if you push down and or in and up, you can stop yourself from crying. So if you're in public and you feel like something's coming on and you need to cry, that's an acupressure point where you can push in and up and you can stave the tears off for a little while till you get somewhere where you can allow that emotional release. So that's one of my favorite points. Huh. And I also like the collarbone point. That's another one where you're kind of, it kind of radiates for me up and down the body. So I like the collarbone point um, because it's a good immediate interrupter for me. Or the wrist points, right? Like you could sit there and kind of inconspicuously rub your wrists together. So there's ways to do it sneakily and have that immediate eruption um, interruption, but yeah, finding what points you like to press on. But again, that nose point for crying is great. I like the collarbone point because it's kind of, again, another one you can do kind of inconspicuously um, to get some of that interruption. Huh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, at what point is somebody ready to just practice EFT on their own? How do you know your services are no longer needed? So I love this question because as someone as compassionate and caring as myself that wants a better world, I should totally want to work myself out of a job in the field I'm in, right? (laughs) So I should want everyone experiencing optimal emotional wellness and to have all the grief support tools they need. So EFT can start as a solo practice and stay a solo practice, or you can go to a practitioner and kind of get that deeper help and then maintain it on your own. Um, So I think it's almost easier for me to say when someone should find a practitioner. So if somebody has done some healing work and then you're just not getting to your optimal results, so let's say maybe you've done some therapy or you've kind of been going this grief journey or whatever journey, and it's just not getting you where you want to go, then maybe a practitioner is the next best step because we can dig a little deeper. Or let's say you are just really struggling with decision-making. There are blocks in the way, brain fog. You're just not able to kind of get through your days in a way that allow you to access the parts of your brain that you need. 
and you're really tired of the blocks, but you don't know what those blocks are. So you can't even address them. That's another way that a practitioner can get in there and help you kind of clear those cobwebs, so to speak, especially if there's a lot of chatter or chaos going on because of what's going on in your life. We can offer you some of that safe space to quiet some of that chatter and dig down and dig through that. Or if you, you know, don't know how to kind of move from one emotional state to the next, and you're really wanting somebody to support you in building that muscle, right? Because we can, again, go and practice this following an app or a YouTube video or whatever else. But when we have a practitioner that kind of helps us guide it, again, we're asking those deeper questions. We're also helping you figure out a script, right? We're getting you to those affirmations using your own language to help you build those new pathways. Because let's be real, we all experience difficult emotions now more than ever, especially. And our nervous systems are being tried and tested on a daily basis. And this is even more true for those that are grieving. So, you know, if, like Kathy said, if you can find an app or a YouTube video or find somebody doing it, I mean, I think there's even people doing it on TikTok, right? Now we have all these new social media (laughs) outlets. But if you really want to dig deeper, that's when finding a practitioner is worth it. And that practitioner will guide you in when you're ready to kind of graduate and go out and practice solo. And they'll also help you write the script, as you call it. The the statements that you make while tapping are probably not going to be customized for you and your needs if you found an app. Right. Is it, it reminds me a lot of like meditation. So is it something that once you keep practicing it more and more that you just, it kind of rewires your brain to kind of, once you just start it, it, you, you quicker, maybe calm or feel relief? Yes. Again, you're building those neural pathways. So the more you rewire them and rework them, the more naturally it's going to come. So I have now found I was driving. And I had just done a Facebook Live. I'd done it on election night. And I was driving that night and something kind of triggered some anxiety. And I automatically took one of my hands off the wheel and started finger tapping with one of my hands on my other fingers. And so, and it's great because one of the the final kind of stage that you get to once you've kind of vented through the emotions is affirmations in tapping. So if you get to that point where you're able to use that as a daily practice, you're building those affirmations, which help, you know, clear the pathways, you're receptive to what the universe has to offer, you strengthen those positive beliefs in yourself for the universe. And you're able to kind of stay in those states of, you know, emotional regulation a lot easier. Okay, I think that you might have to teach me this because when I'm driving, (laughs) I have this horrible habit, my mom does too. And actually, my son does as well. So I don't know if it's hereditary. We pick at the dry skin around our fingers and we will legit, I go to my nail tech every two weeks and I'm just like, Ooh, it was a stressful week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can tell by looking at my hands, basically how stressed I've been. And it's my son, he has chunks coming from his hands and I'm like, you got to stop that. He's like, I can't. I'm like, I know, but you got to stop. <laughs> right. So now you know that those are acupressure yeah. points and instead of picking, you right. can do tapping. I need to start tapping, I think, and maybe go through some things in my head and maybe I'll, my, my fingers will look better. <laughs> okay. So I think I need to talk to you later, Amanda. <laughs> Sounds good. Are there resources available to those you instruct and um, an app or a template they can use to make sure that they continue in the recommended procedure? 
So as I've said, there's tons of apps and tutorial videos out there. Um, I'm also working to develop some free or low cost scripts and guides um, for folks um, on things that I kind of see, you know, most common issues um, that I'm helping folks with. I'm developing scripts as I go. There's also a lot of us that just graduated from Jackie's latest training that are going live in our Facebook groups or on Facebook pages to kind of get the message and the benefit of tapping out there. In fact, I just opened my Facebook group and it's called Badass Women Breaking Barriers. And it's for women wanting to break through any emotional, personal, or societal barriers that are keeping them from living a life that's fully aligned with what they want and value for themselves so that they can step fully into their power of being a badass woman. And I will be providing some tapping and other resources in that group. And grief will definitely be a to repeat topic of conversation, even if it's not the main focus of the group, because it's something we are all experiencing now more than ever. And it's something I have a lot of experience in dealing with. And it's, you know, I hate to say that I've slightly become an expert on it, but I, you know, I've had, I've used my toes and fingers to count my numbers of losses since 2014, I think three or four times over now. Um, and the losses just kind of keep happening. So I know I'm not alone in that. And I want to be able to be that kind of, you know, beacon of hope and resilience for others, since that'll be definitely a part of the group. Um, and if you are somebody that needs to understand the science behind things, I totally respect that as well. And there's a great book called The Science Behind Tapping by Dr. Peta Stapleton. Um, she's also on Instagram. You know, social media is making this way more accessible these days. But yeah, just you know, search EFT tapping and you'll find us out there putting as much resources out there as we can. Wow. It's such great information. And something that I, I didn't really anticipate being a need or a consideration for myself yet. Here I am thinking, Oh, this might be good. Yeah. I hate to say it, Amanda, but our time's almost up for today. It goes so fast when we get a topic <laughs> of such great interest. We want to offer you some time to make sure that our listeners know how to contact you. And again, any specials you might have, you mentioned sliding scale, and please repeat your information about your Facebook page again. So share that website, share any other yes. info you'd like to impart. So again, my name's Amanda Ferret. My business is Value Yourself Counseling. So my website is valueyourselfcounseling.com. Um, the application to work with me is bit.ly slash VYC application. So VYC, like Value Yourself Counseling application. On Facebook, you can find me on my business page, which is just Value Yourself Counseling. Or my group is Badass Women Breaking Barriers. And then I'm also on Instagram with Value Yourself Counseling. That sounds great. And I'm not ready yet to, to brave TikTok, but I'm thinking about <laughs> it. And then, of course, there's Clubhouse. Right? There's all these new things. I'm like, do I take on one more social media? There are so many new ones. Um, thanks so much. As usual, Amanda, your info will be on our website, asiliveandgrieve.com, and also in the episode notes. We will make sure to include that bit.ly link so that people can go directly to the application. Thanks again so much for being with us today and for really opening my eyes about tapping. I no longer have drum circle pictured in my mind. 
But I have what can be, I think, a very discreet way to publicly ground yourself when hit with some emotions or some anxiety or whatever, when you feel that you're just getting a little frantic or unsettled or restless, some tapping could indeed help. Stephanie mentioned also, it could help our children. Our kids are going through an awful lot in this pandemic, and it might not hurt to consider tapping for them. It's something certainly that's not medicinal. It's not going to these, you know, to therapeutic counselors all the time. It's something that can be learned and then done discreetly, which I think is incredible in this day and age. Your little tip about stifling a crying episode. I'm going to have to go watch a very emotional movie tonight. I have one (laughs) queued up and I'm going to see if it works for me. I'm very curious about that. Now, I don't know how well it works about something super emotional, but (laughs) it does. I learned it at a conference years ago, right? Because this is back. Women aren't supposed to cry in the workplace, right? So if we feel like we're getting emotional. And so, you know, it might not stave them off completely, but it's going to save you that time to excuse yourself and get to the restroom, right? Or like kind of gather your sp- space or get yourself somewhere safe. But yeah, I that's one of my favorite tapping spots because it really does kind of tap yeah, into that. That should be in every woman's arsenal, you know, right. of, of how to do that. I can think of many times that would have been so handy. <laughs> so Amanda, thanks again. And to our listeners, wherever in the world you may be, Whatever stage in your grief journey you may be at, know that we're with you. We've got you. You're in our thoughts and prayers as we all continue to live in grief. Thank you so much for listening with us today. Do you have a topic that you'd like us to cover or do you have a question from one of our episodes? Please email us at info at asiliveandgrieve.com and let us know. We hope you will find a moment to leave a review, send an email, and share with others. Join us next time as we continue to live and grieve together.